Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one out, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hey everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Chew and Bet Online. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined, as always, by Sean Siegel, uh, one of the elite minds in the fantasy football uh, industry, uh, somebody who I have the pleasure of doing uh, shows with on a weekly basis. And as we mentioned last week, we did hit episode. 100 so uh, quite the milestone uh, there thanks to everyone for the, the positive feedback and the kind words as we we got up to episode 100 we also had curtis patrick on uh, last week's uh, edition of episode 99 so lots of good content last week if you haven't uh, listened to those yet be sure and go back and check them out but uh, this week another two shows and today's one is going to be quite packed with rookie information uh, as we look at some of the wide receivers who are going a little bit later in those rookie drafts who uh, are potential uh, kind of sleepers that we need to be paying more attention to we'll be looking at that in a moment with sean we'll also be looking at travis may's uh, nfl kind of rookie 100 that he's been doing on the website he's up to the top 20 now so we'll be diving a little bit into that uh, a little bit later in the show but sean to start things off uh, how, how are things with you this week awesome it's been obviously a fun couple of weeks since the nfl draft working on all the rookie content the startup content starting to look at nfl schedule with dave cabin on the website last week we had five of our favorite people as you mentioned episode 100 you know big thanks to pete pat davis ben and matt they had their bold predictions if you haven't had a chance to check that out uh they actually gave such good information with these predictions that they did change my rankings slightly on a couple of guys and they're key guys so you know if you are trying to figure out how to have those top guys in your dynasty rankings if you want some perfect sleepers if you want to figure out what your tactics should be early in rookie drafts they had all of that covered and it was it was really cool so as we've been talking about looking at rookie drafts looking at startup drafts i've been involved in a big startup that uh, curtis patrick has put together with some of the best dynasty players in the industry it's been a lot of fun we're going to talk about that a little bit more on the show on thursday but that also leads us into something we're going to talk about today with a little bit of the rookies and one of the things that's been exciting for me is all the great information we're getting from the FFPC right now. We have the FFPC uh, stats and ADP in a variety of our ADP tools, both for best ball and for dynasty. Right now, we have 20 post-draft super flex startups that are being pulled into that uh, FFPC dynasty ADP tool. And that gives us our FFPC stat attack for the day, which is this. There are two rookies going in the top 18 selections and six in the first three rounds. That's a lot of rookies. And the enthusiasm, very palpable. It stays aggressive as we have four more rookies going in round five alone. So that really straddles both of our shows here today, Colin, where we're going to talk about the rookies. We're going to talk about some sleepers. We're going to talk about just some of Travis's best guys. 
Obviously, always great to hear from Travis. I think probably one of the top, you know, two or three guys in all of the industry in terms of Devi college football. And now as these guys are transitioning into the NFL, so it'd be cool to look at his list. And then as we mentioned, we'll look a lot more at the whole startup universe on the show on Thursday. Yeah, looking forward to doing that. And uh, as Sean did the FFPC stat attack there, we will be having on each show one of the FFP stats that we select from across the road of his site and linking in with the FFPC. The FFPC have been uh, always a, a loyal partner here at Road of his Radio. And obviously, we're getting right into the heart of that season where we'll be getting ready for best ball leagues, for season-long leagues, for everything that uh, we can get going over at the FFPC. They are the home of the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry, including Dynasty, Best Ball, and of course, the world-famous FFPC main event. To learn more or to join a league, head to my FFPC right now. That's my ffpc.com and of course we've got a handful of tools at rotoviz as sean has mentioned they're designed specifically for ffpc domination sean as we get into it now the first thing we, we usually do on the the first show of the week is dive into one of the articles that you have up on the site that i found specifically intriguing over the the last couple of days and this one here is the wide receiver prospect lab some day three wide receivers uh, that are almost free in rookie drafts and eight key flyers to stash and to watch so i'll let you have the floor but i always find it interesting when we get to this point where where in those leagues sometimes you find in these rookie drafts that oh my god i have uh, had six rookie drafts and i've ended up with this player in every one but when it gets to that fourth or fifth time around you're like oh this guy is going to be there again and you kind of almost are surprised at the value so i'm expecting that some of these uh guys that you're talking about is the eight key flyers to stash probably some of those guys fall into that category for you and a you know pretty regular basis throughout your drafting here definitely and we we want to find these guys who are going to be values relative to where they were drafted in the nfl draft and then obviously values relative to where they're going in rookie drafts and some of these guys depending on the size of your league may even be watch list types of players as opposed to guys to roster right away but there's still a lot of value in being familiar with them so when the buzz starts you don't have to decide okay is this someone who wasn't even a good college player and so even though maybe he had a good practice he's not somebody i want to drop you know the 30th guy on my roster for because even that 30th guy has a little bit of value or are you thinking okay we know this guy should have been drafted earlier in the nfl draft and now if his team is saying okay look he's practicing well he has a a shot to you know do some damage early on maybe climb up there and maybe he's not even someone that you end up ever playing but just if you can grab them early their value continues to rise during the offseason and then maybe you can flip them for someone else and don't even necessarily have to take the risk that that guy is going to produce early because we know it can be difficult for late round wide receivers to actually generate a ton of value during that rookie season but there are all kinds of reasons that we would want to be familiar with these guys and so we go to the wide receiver prospect lab and just to throw in a little bit of a plug we had an interesting comment the other day one of ryan's uh, friends mentioning that he had purchased a sub and it was worth it just for the prospect labs alone and uh, this is kind of how i feel about it too the running back prospect lab the wide receiver prospect lab uh, sort of the the brainchild of the fantasy douche back in the beginning and then over the last year or so we have let mike beers take these make them his own and what he's done with them 
just absolutely crazy, right? The things you can go in and do and test and all of that kind of thing. So we had some predictions uh, pre-draft based on what we know matters for that. And then after the NFL draft, we can put in draft position. We can strip out those stats uh, that are no longer relevant because they're basically giving us draft position. Now that we know what the NFL thinks and what they like in terms of that, we can go to that instead and then still look at some of those stats that help us beat draft position like breakout age, for example. So looking today at these guys, Colm, I'll throw it back to you uh, to kind of grab the first guy here now that we've created the context the top day three player in the projections and the only guy currently going in the first three rounds of rookie drafts is antonio gandy golden someone curtis highlighted last week once we drop down below him do you have a player here that you like I was uh, I was actually expecting it to be which of these guys do I like and it was it was going to be him based on uh, you know I was talking in the the pre-draft about the landing spots uh, that we talked about and obviously we've talked quite a bit about Terry McLaurin and I've talked about the need for uh, you know players to not just him to gain every target on the team but some players to take some of the attention away so I do think that's that's a nice spot that that he's fallen him himself into we look through some of the others I think that Tyler Johnson could potentially be one. The problem is the the landing spot, obviously, of uh, where he's ended up. Um, obviously, finishing like very similar in terms of his spot off the board to Gandy Golden, but going at 161. Um, I think that that would have been a better landing spot potentially. So I am I am concerned about that. He was a player going into the process who I, I had some things that I I really did like about him. Um, looking down through the rest of them that you have here, Quintus Cephas, I think could be. Um, somebody who was interesting but the combine is obviously of a huge concern the 4.73 uh, 40 yard dash so I think that there's a couple of players in this list Sean that are you know falling there but the the one that I when I was hitting at the ones that was trying to end up on as many rosters as I could possibly do it was uh, Gandy Golden who was the one that was been picked up so in this range it's been pretty much uh it's been pretty much all one-way traffic in terms of who i've been been trying to pick up um before i get your thoughts sean on the other players if there's anyone that you know are really prepping your interest is obviously these are players you're taking in that that late area but as you kind of hinted at there there's such an upside to if you can pick and select the ones here that are, are going to gain that value because you're really losing nothing if you like realistically most of the prospects in this range are probably not going to succeed at the nfl level but every single year there will be a couple that do take that leap pretty quickly and the the rise in value over a you know even a, a six-month period with these guys can be can be pretty pretty uh high and pretty pretty quick so uh, but he he is one based on landing spot based on opportunity that's going to arise um in washington and um, there's a healthy target opportunity there for him um so he he is the one that has piqued my interest so <laughs> the guys guys below not not as much but is there any out of that list below sean that uh, maybe are falling into a higher percentage of, of draft capital for yourself yeah so we we have a, a few players here and that was sort of the thrust of the article which is that there are as many as eight day three flyers that you might want to stash and watch or simply watch depending on how deep your league goes gandy golden has the 65th percentile score tyler johnson a 62nd percentile score those are really the two guys with the huge production i think that people tend to have their eye on 
The other person kind of up in that range is Gabriel Davis, uh, someone who broke out in his third season, did declare early, and goes to that Buffalo team where they have their three main guys, I think, pretty well set. However, and maybe not too long until they're looking to replace some of those guys and then also build out some of the depth. So you have him as a possibility. I think if you're in an extremely deep league or for whatever reason you maybe have multiple fourth-round picks, one of the things that I would like to do is draft both Davis and Isaiah Hodgins. Hodgins a guy with a 20.2 breakout age, so broke out before 20.5, has that 29% career yardage share, which is a threshold that when receivers hit, they tend to vastly outperform draft position. Now with Hodgins, you're going to need that because when someone is drafted 207, obviously the NFL is not expecting much production. You know, there are some questions about his explosiveness, his 40 not particularly good, but some of his peripheral athletic numbers really not too bad. If you can get both of those guys and see who sort of maybe emerges down the road for the Bills, I think that's a way to play it. You mentioned Cephas. He has the 57th percentile projection. Certainly not too bad, especially when you consider that he broke out before age 20. Doesn't have a lot of raw production, but did have back-to-back 35% dominator ratings in his final two seasons. So when you kind of adjust for the fact that Wisconsin's offense, not super explosive, he missed a few games, actually has a little bit better Uh, adjusted production than people might realize certainly has that opportunity i think there in detroit where after those first couple of guys again not a lot of depth on their roster and then maybe the other person who really jumps out to me is darnell mooney somebody who has a 32 percent career yardage share uh, a player who ran extremely fast at the combine he has that 438 so anytime you're starting to get down there below the 4-4 range then it starts to catch your eye and he had a big 2018 season not not the greatest final season uh, we think that if he had been in a position to declare early which you know when you go to Tulane you know you're probably maybe not exactly in that position to declare early the same way heard a little bit more there but in 2018 averaged more than 20 yards per catch he had a 47 percent dominator rating that season so somebody who has big time speed and has been a good player projects out pretty well when you look at what the bears need if they could add a speed receiver there then that would round out sort of what they have in their wide receiver core so those are some names where again we wouldn't expect them to have big rookie numbers but down the line these names might jump out some other people who are interesting in here as well also we talk about some of the guys you probably want to avoid so all those wide receivers on day three the prospect lab will really help you sort those guys and pick out some good targets before we get into the second half of the show i want to tell you about our friends over at bet online with no nba nhl or mlb you might think there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of events games and props to wager on from online casino to poker and blackjack they're bringing vegas to you missing the nfl no problem bet online has live madden daily nfl simulations to get your bets on i also uh, bet a couple of a little wagers this last weekend the ufc back in action so jumped on to bet online to get involved in that a very fun night of ufc action so ufc coming up over the next couple of days more opportunities to bet there with bet online you can also bet on survivor big brother american idol and even the stock market all open 24 hours a day and all online Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. 
Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get on over to Bluetooth.com. Bluetooth.com is the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the exact same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost. Once approved, your order ships direct to your door in discreet packaging. And here's a great deal for our loyal listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that gets you the free order. Just pay the $5 shipping shipping with the code BLUEWIRE. Once again, bluechew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. So Sean, in the second part of the show, we're having a look here at one of Travis's recent pieces. He has done the countdown from 100 all the way through to number one. Today, we're going to look a little bit at the top 20 rookies that he has selected for 2020. Um, We're going to tease a few of them here, obviously, and we're going to let the listeners then head on over and check out all the installments. And uh, I really would recommend to do it uh, really in-depth and really good stuff from Travis. Sean, you mentioned uh, earlier in the show, Travis being one of those kind of elite minds when it comes to to uh, draft prospects and college production um i i think this series you know a five-part series is is definitely one that um really shines that true definitely and i think that i mentioned it during the show last week but uh during our rankings summit for the dynasty command center rookie guide it was a blast to listen to travis go through and discuss some of these college players some things people may not know about all of them really merging the stats heavy and evidence heavy approach that we take with the site with a lot of other nuance giving us a sense of some of the different things that happened with coaching decisions injury issues uh, how pers- people would fit into the scheme you know where they were with some other guys earlier in their careers and you know how some of those things are going to theoretically transfer to the NFL. And so uh, Travis, someone you definitely want to pay attention to see where he's got guys in his ranking. So one of the other cool things here, we're going to look at his top 20 today and he has four defensive players ranked in that 11 to 20 range. And so if you're looking for some IDP help, if you're going into your draft next week and you know, okay, I've got to be set to take some of these IDP guys as well, build out that build out that linebacker core. So I get those tackles that I need Travis has you covered here. Now, we're going to look a little bit at some of these wide receivers and running backs that he has up high. The first interesting thing to note is that this 11 to 20 range, he covers Ayuk, Chenault, Mims, Higgins, Ruggs, and takes those guys who are going in that, uh, certainly in Superflex, are going in that sort of 201 to 207, 208 range and helps you make some decisions, compare those guys to each other understand exactly what we're looking at with them but we've talked about wide receivers in the first half of the show so Colin, let's dive into the top 10 and make some of these really difficult early picks travis was telling us that he is very high on the running backs we sort of contrasted that with pete's bold take uh bold prediction last week on the show if we're going into these drafts we want to have instant impact players we want to have instant production we know that this could be sort of a tricky year for that with not having as much ability to practice you know we still have to see how it actually develops in terms of training camps and that type of thing but running backs might be the guys that we would want 
And then we have some difficult decisions to make in that top five or six guys. We first have to decide between Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then we have to rank Dobbins, Swift, and Akers. Something that I think has gotten a little bit more difficult after the draft now that we've seen where these guys have ended up. No, I think I would definitely be agreeing with you there. And obviously, when we talked to Curtis last week in the show, uh, one of the players that he was highest on uh, that would be in this list is uh, Dobbins. He's coming in at number three here for Travis. Um, you know, looking into it, outside of uh, Mark Ingram, and obviously we were hoping the week before that maybe Justice Hill could could have that uh, breakout, but maybe uh, J.K. Dobbins might have uh, put a final nail in that, but still young enough to uh, have that opportunity maybe even somewhere else. But Dobbins, uh, certainly, certainly interesting. We talked on that show, but potentially uh, the downside of maybe not getting those PPR opportunities. Uh, Akers, like, like we were talking about pre-draft, you know, obviously Todd Gurley no longer with the Rams. We have a situation where people were starting to really get behind Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers is drafted and are we just going to take all that uh, opportunity that may have gone the way off Henderson and just give it all to Akers or how are we splitting that up so that's the interesting thing to look at there um I think it could be a little bit more of a split than, than people might be expecting a lot of these rookies you know we can get into the excitement and expect them to be starting straight away but really outside of uh, Edwards Hilaire um the rest of them are probably going to have a little bit of competition at least to start uh, we've talked about Jonathan Taylor um, on the show previously uh, quite a bit and you know he probably I think has the the, the the opportunity to go in there and become the the lead down back in that uh, offense for the Colts but I also think that there's still a chance that the PPR work could go the way of Hines so it's hard with how these Latin spots have fallen that the the clear-cut options aren't quite as clear-cut as maybe in previous years um like I still think Damian Williams will will have opportunities in that Chiefs team and depending on how things go with training camps this offseason with how acclimatized these rookies can get to been in the nfl it's going to be very very interesting to see how the opportunity works out say maybe after four or five weeks for these guys how much usage they're going to get and that's the difficult part with the running backs but it's also the difficult part with the wide receivers uh, looking at like how the opportunities should break down we have have the three top guys but what's interesting is you know pretty much every board pre-draft would have had judy and uh, lamb as as the top two and Rager possibly in that spot and behind uh you know and Travis's rankings here he has Rager going at number six then Lamb at number seven then Judy at number eight um I, I think there's a very fair argument to be made for that but the jump there is you know expected opportunity for him in Philadelphia pretty banged up uh, receiving core a lot of uncertain uh, question marks around the receiving core in general but the two behind him are probably the two that since the draft i've become more and more confident in those landing spots uh, in terms of the judy and the broncos i think that's one that the question marks are definitely there around the quarterback and drew lock but they have definitely put uh, pieces around him to give him that opportunity but i think the more we get away from the draft the more confident i am in uh, cd lamb's landing spot with the cowboys and i think um I- i'm really excited for that landing spot you know it really when it happened in the draft i wasn't that excited but it's really grown on me the more i've, I've looked into it uh, over time a lot of targets have been uh, left behind there with cobb and witten um you know moving on and lamb with his you know college production and then with his 90th percentile adjusted production index based on that i just i, th- I think there's a lot that can go right so 
out of these, I, I'm I, I'm probably more bullish on Lamb than the the rest of the guys in that top ten. Um, what what about you, Sean? Is there somebody else in that top ten that that you'd like to highlight as you know excited to get at that value? I think looking at the values, if you were getting them at those spots and drafts i think they're they're all fair spots but i think if you know if you can get cd lamb or jerry judy at spot seven or eight and i know this is taking in uh one defensive player in isaiah simmons and that top uh 10 he's coming in at number five uh is there any of them that you know you would be most excited if you could get at that spot and in, in those drafts well you mentioned rager being his top wide receiver and he mentions a number of reasons for that I also would point out that Rager moves to number one in the wide receiver prospect lab, which we were talking about uh, for the depth receivers in the first part of the show. So I certainly don't think there's anything at this point to say that that's, you know, an an off the table sort of thing, or even an an out of left field kind of ranking. This is now where Rager is. And so if you can move down and still take him, that's probably your best bet in terms of value and safety the uh, it's just hard to believe really what's happened to this first round in that now i feel like the move is really to try and get as many of these guys as you can certainly we're going to talk on thursday about how many rookie picks i have sort of put together for this startup uh, that curtis is doing however i think you want to move down as much as you can because you know you mentioned the situation with judy i th- certainly think that that is very very difficult the situation with lamb a little better but still limits him somewhat going back to kind of these three running backs or the five but then how do we value those guys below that and when you're looking at acres dobbins and swift you're hitting basically the teams that came in at the very bottom of the nfl last year in terms of expected points through the receiving game to running backs right so when we're looking at what we would expect these guys to score as pass catchers the numbers last year were awful now we can expect some of that to bounce back and we can also look at this and say okay maybe these specific guys were drafted in order to help the team bounce back you know maybe acres is in there because they didn't really like what henderson was giving them in the receiving game and if that's the case then i think you have to move acres well up because otherwise i mean he's in that situation where yes it's still okay to be excited about henderson but clearly the team is not as excited about him as most of the dynasty community was and so acres really has that potential big opportunity there more so than dobbins more so than swift right away and certainly i think there's more reason to believe that that team would bounce back in terms of throwing to the receivers detroit has been at the bottom for a couple of years the offense that the Ravens run doesn't look like an offense that's going to throw the ball to the running backs a lot. And we know there's another great article by Jack Miller out uh, just in the last couple of weeks looking at, you know, how do you win at running back in fantasy? And I don't think that it comes as any surprise to, you know, fantasy owners in general, certainly listeners to our show, that it's through catching the ball right and so when we look at these guys it's very difficult to decide which way we want to go and i think that that's also the interesting thing here i won't spoil it for the readers or for the listeners in terms of who travis has at number one obviously we've been promoting taylor as a perhaps generational prospect 
obviously <laughs> uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire jumps in there with that fantastic opportunity. Those two things are really battling and the battle makes it much closer than it could have possibly seemed before the NFL draft. Obviously Davis explained to us, you know, what we had in terms of Edwards Alaire and that situation in Kansas city, the situation with the Colts, it's not just Marlon Mack. Now, Marlon Mack has gotten absolutely crushed by the selection of Taylor, which you would expect. But as you mentioned, you know, Hines is there as well. They're going to be transitioning to a new quarterback in the near future in a likelihood. And so for someone who had Taylor in their top, not just 10, but really six or seven in the rankings pre-draft, and that would be me, I, this is just a, a horrific development, I think, for him. So you know, do you keep him up there at number one but it like i said it's, it's a very interesting first round because i think that more than at any time in memory you could make an argument for almost any of these guys really in the entire top 10 you know all the way up there at number one or certainly you can make an argument for the top receiver at number three and you can make an argument for six or seven guys as that top receiver and so again if you can trade down definitely try and do that uh, certainly people who are targeting Rager are not going to give that to you by allowing you to trade down for the guy that they want. So each individual draft is going to be, uh, it's really its own story in terms of how that draft develops. You know, we talk about Akers. I think he's a good pick as early as three. And yet in the RDL Reboot League, which is now in its second year, he lasted till the 12th pick. And I think it's not you know, completely egregious for him to go in that spot either. And so try and get as many of these picks as you can, try and move down, but understand it if people aren't willing to pay a lot to move up for this particular draft. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. There's kind of a the consensus isn't as strong as it usually would be where we have those very set spots and people trying to get up to, to make those moves so uh, very very interesting stuff make sure you check out uh, as i mentioned the whole series all 100 uh, and if you are an idp player playing leagues with defensive players uh, definitely want to check out because also mentioning those defensive prospects in there as well great work by travis uh, that is up on the site as i mentioned and as always as a loyal podcast listener you can get a 10 percent discount to a one-year Rotoviz subscription, head on over to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. Or when you're checking out, you can use the code 2020 RV Radio at checkout to gain advantage of that 10% discount. As I mentioned uh, on the other shows as well, last week we are giving away 10 one-month subscriptions to a Rotoviz uh, NFL pass. So um, we're going to extend that for one further week. All you have to do is head on to your favorite podcast app, leave us a written and a review, uh, and we will enter you into that draw. So we're going to extend it for one more week. We'll get that finalized next week so still a chance if you haven't already entered into it that's going to do it for today's edition of the show my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to Marlin. joined as always by sean siegel and we kind of tease sean's piece at the start of the show head on over and make sure you're reading the rest of it over at rotoviz.com and until we're back with another show later in the week have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.